Hi everyone, you're listening to Humanize Your Workplace with Alyssa Carpenter, where we chat about all things, well, human. On each of these bite-sized episodes, I'll give you something new to try to become more self-aware, help you build better work relationships, or just try to get you through a sticky work situation. It all starts with an open mind and a conversation. Hi everyone, this week on Humanize Your Workplace, I'm joined by Janine Zangrilli. She's a Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Republic Bank. Thank you so much for joining us, Janine. Thank you, thanks for the invitation. I would love to hear more about kind of your everyday responsibilities. What does it look like to be the Senior Vice President of HR, specifically even for a bank? Sure, absolutely. So my HR department, responsibilities go through the core traditional HR um, functions that I think most people would be familiar with. So making sure people get paid properly. I have a team that takes care of those core responsibilities from benefits administration, recruiting and hiring talent for Republic Bank, um, handling any employee relations issues, as well as our rewards and recognition programs. I also have learning and development under my umbrella. So ensuring that our new team members are, as we like to call them, fanatics at Republic Bank. Oh, nice. That, that they are, um, that they're trained and ready for the responsibilities, no, not only from a technical perspective, but from a culture perspective. So it kind of runs the gamut, you know, the whole employee life cycle, as well as making sure that they're well-trained and prepared for their daily duties. That's a lot. You definitely wear a lot of hats within your organization, for sure. Yeah. It's fun, though. It keeps us busy and interested. <laughs> no, and it's interesting. Can you elaborate a little bit? I'm curious. I've never heard the word fanatics. Obviously, I'm from Philadelphia, so when I think fanatic, I think yeah. um, the Philly fanatic. But I'd love to hear, like, why that word? Why that phrase? So we use that phrase because we have a customer um, experience expectation that we deliver fanatic customer experience. And, and for us, the fanatic definition is exceeding our customer's expectation every time. And so we want our employees to really identify whether you're working back office, whether you're retail facing and seeing the customer daily. Um, we want everybody to embrace the idea that it's our responsibility every day to come to work and be fanatic about our culture, to be fanatic about our customer experience. Um, and so we've we've morphed that into what we call our employees, which are which is the term fanatic. And it's interesting because you've mentioned before about a pretty robust leadership training program. Is that part of the program, really teaching your employees to be fanatics? It is part of the training program. So one of the programs we run, it's called um, Our Vision. And Our Vision is our cultural um, embracement visionary class. We Every employee, whether you're a part-time bank teller or whether you're a senior vice president in you know, the credit department, um, everybody's required to take the Our Vision class. And that's where they learn about the fanatic culture. Um, that's where we set the tone of expectation. That's where they learn about our philosophy, which is the power of red philosophy, power being an acronym that sets the standard for our philosophy and how we're going to achieve that fanatic culture on a regular basis. And when you say you have the training with people of all different levels, are they physically in the same space when they're taking yep. the training? They nice. are. They are all at headquarters. Um, they are all together in the in the training room at our headquarters, which we actually call our training room the culture room. So we have fun names for all of our conference yes. rooms. And, and our training room is called the culture room because that's what, that's what we aim to do with every training, whether it's technical training or specifically designed culture training. It's about the culture at the end of the day. 
And I love that because it's those simple tweaks that you're making that adjust your mindset. So I'm going in the culture room. We know we're going to talk about culture and that's really important. And that's something I think a lot of organizations can do that's easy. It's free to change the name of a conference room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think language is really important. And so what we call a conference room or what we call our team members and, you know, how we infuse that into our daily lives. It's just another layer of reminding everyone and, and for us too, as senior leaders to remember what it's all about. And when people are physically in the same space too, I think it also provides the opportunity to have that face time with people on all different levels. Cause we don't honestly get that much time with, especially senior leadership. So knowing that everybody's in the same space, involved in the same conversation, I can only imagine what value that provides to your employees. It provides great value and we have an, a fun idea icebreaker that we do with that class. So um, we do a scavenger hunt where the people in that classroom need to roam the halls of headquarters and find people who can check off on a, on a bingo-like um, sheet that they carry, varying things, you know, find somebody who is a motorcycle enthusiast or find somebody who was, you know, born outside the Philadelphia footprint or whatever. There's a bunch of different little boxes of, of factoids that they need to go and introduce themselves to someone, ask them. So they may run into the bank president. They might run into an operations clerk. It you really just wherever their feet take them, they're, they've got open reign to go meet people and introduce themselves and feel that warmth and that engagement with everyone. And that's so neat. Is that something that takes place right away? Do you have to be within the organization a month? When do people actually take this training? Typically, they're taking it within their first four weeks. So um, while we do a, a good, robust hiring program, we really want there to be at least a minimum of um, 10 to 12 people in an R Vision class so that they've got a good sense of team camaraderie and they've got a good cross mix of different um, kinds of employees. And so we aren't able to yet really launch that on someone's first day, although we are actually driving towards that as our recruiting picks up. We would love that to be the first day experience for people. But right now, it's usually within the first four weeks. Oh, that's great. So it's still within that kind of 30 days. They're fresh or excited yeah. to be a member. That's awesome. Absolutely. And you're talking, obviously, a lot about culture. And I think it's difficult because people who are individual contributors sometimes feel, including myself, that maybe we can't enhance the culture. We can't do something within the organization to positively impact. Are there any ways that you think that employees or fanatics, if you will, at any level of the organization can actually bring value and enhance and up-level the culture? I think employees really need to think about that every day. I think it's important for people to take take stock, be be self-aware, and understand the culture. So, and I think the first step in, 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 in enhancing the culture is really understanding it. So while we, we use this, this power of red um, mantra that we have, and power actually means something in employee, it's important for employees to understand what power stands for, and then really assess every day, you know, am I, you know, am I keeping my promises? So P stands for promises are always kept. Um, one to say yes, two to say no, it was bump it up is what the O stands for. So before I tell anyone no that I won't or can't do something, am I bumping it up and checking in with someone else? Welcome everyone, make them feel special. You know, am I doing that as a person in headquarters that maybe I don't really meet and greet lots of people that come in headquarters, but I might be in the lobby that day and someone might be waiting to see someone. Have I said good morning to them? Have I offered them a cup of coffee? Um, e is exceed customers' expectations every time. And I think we all have the opportunity to do that and understand what our customer-facing employees go through. Um, and R is recover the republic way. So we really want to make every wrong right. And we want to identify that it's okay to make mistakes. It's how we recover from them. So even, even that individual contributor who may have made 
made a mistake or may have had a misstep, I think should be able to identify with any one of those principles and be self-aware and self-assess. Am, am I doing this and am I able to commit to this daily and, and how can I commit to it daily? And I think I love the acronym. And I, I think the last one sometimes, especially I do a lot of work with companies and organizations in terms of millennials and Gen Z. And a lot of the things that they say is that responsibility. So being able to take that step back is so crucial. What can I do? What can I change? And having that part of kind of your mission statement or your vision, I think is is powerful from the get-go to say we need you to take responsibility for things and kind of make it right. Absolutely. We also have an element of our intranet. Um, it's called the think tank. Our, our intranet for our employees is called our space. And there's a element within that called the think tank. And that really is for everyone to contribute to. So anybody who has an idea about anything that would make the bank better, that would make their own experience better, that would make a customer experience better, they're encouraged to submit that through the think tank. And then a member of my team, we actually, my training and development um, team runs um, the R space um, feature and they assess the request and then they bump that to the correct leader who would weigh in on that request and for people whose ideas are embraced and actually executed they, they'll win a little gift card and get recognized for having made a contribution that made a change so not necessarily every um, you know think tank idea gets executed but it's a great way to take a pulse and give everybody that that one voice you know they, everybody has a voice yeah, and it's really embracing that type of entrepreneurship too within your organization. So giving everybody an opportunity to share, you know, something within their their space. Yeah, absolutely. Is that something that you feel a lot of employees take advantage of? And how do they hear about this um, the kind of internet and the opportunity to be able to share their ideas? Sure. I don't. I, I wouldn't say. I would say we have a. It's a smaller percentage that actually put something in through Think Tank, but everybody, as soon as you launch a web browser at Republic Bank, whether you're using Chrome or whether you're using Internet Explorer, um, the first thing you see is our space. So you can't avoid it. <laughs> we, we we, we, we kind of, you know, push people towards our space. Um, and then right there on the main our space page are a variety of really quick, easily identifiable graphics. And one of of them is the think tank graphic that's always present on that page. Um, and then we go about to remind people and part of our reminders would be when an idea has been executed as we announce and celebrate the success of that idea, we remind people that their ideas are, are welcome and we encourage people, whether it's during the assistant manager's meeting or during a store manager's meeting, um, usually myself or my learning and development manager is attending one of those meetings and we're reminding people on a fairly regular basis, either quarterly or monthly in some cases, about different avenues of communication and maximizing the use of our space. It's interesting that you say, and I really appreciate that you acknowledge kind of people winning the gift certificate and contributing. One of the organizations I was working with, they had this internet and they were really excited about it. People were contributing and people did win gift cards and their programs came to fruition, but nobody acknowledged it. So nobody knew it was kind of a very, it was like a missing piece to it. So yeah. knowing that you do that, it's so much value. People want to be acknowledged. They do. We find that public celebration of, of people's successes is a really important element to all of our um, rewards and recognition programs. So they all fall under the umbrella of do the red thing is the program, you know, kind of title. Um, but each layer of that program has an element of public recognition to it. And I'm, I'm just curious, because you must come across the most interesting experiences with all of the hats that you wear. Is there one specific or a few specific experiences or instances that really shape the way that you specifically work with other people? 
Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, I, I look at sometimes the more difficult experiences as the growth opportunities and where that's really shaped my perception and, and how I should behave in the workplace. And I'll, I'll go back, you know, goodness, almost 20 years ago to when I first started in human resources and needed to have one of those really difficult conversations. It was a termination conversation. And, you know, you're always prepared and you've gone to seminars and, you know, you have your own boss at the time an HR, an HR director kind of leading the way. And, explaining that that conversation should be kind of short to the point, you know, and you know, get that piece of that, that, that difficult conversation over with as uh, quickly and efficiently as possible. And I found in my first um, conversation that had a lot to do with personal behaviors and attitudes and not just a straight performance issue that um, it turned into a longer conversation. Um, the employee was very interested in talking and being heard and and I allowed that conversation to happen. And I definitely, in in reviewing and debriefing with my boss at the time, you know, he was mindful of, you know, how I how I handled that conversation and reminded me of, of some of those points about, you know, you probably let it go on too long and maybe you need to work on some of these key elements and when you're delivering that tough message. And I took that to heart, thinking that maybe I had, you know, messed that conversation up a little bit. Um, and a few weeks later, I got a call from that employee who, after she had time to digest the conversation, called to actually thank me for letting, allowing her to be heard and for being kind during that process and, and having a level of empathy. She felt that. And while she couldn't appreciate it in the moment because there was a terrible thing happening to her, she was getting yeah. fired, um, that she, in reflecting on it, she appreciated how it was handled. And that really stuck with me because I find that as we have to have really difficult conversations, the one thing I do when I'm part of those conversations, even to this day, is remind that employee that we're still still their HR contact, you know, myself or my team, we're still your HR department. This is we understand that this is a difficult transition, and we understand and know you're going to have questions after the fact. You have our contact information. Call us, use us as a resource. You know, that's what we're here for. Even if you're no longer an employee, we can still support you through this transition. And I think that that was an important lesson for me to learn. That while my 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 mentor at the time wasn't necessarily wrong in his approach, I found that it, there was a, a a way to blend his approach and my what would give me personal satisfaction at the same time. And I think how we exactly what you're saying is we go about things in different ways and the outcome for that person obviously wasn't positive, but for them to feel that you still appreciate the work that they do and are there to support them really goes a long way. And I think sometimes we feel like it has to be this harsh break or we can't bring our personality into the situation, which is not the case. We are who we are. You know? Exactly. <laughs> So I think that's just wonderful that you put that person at ease during an extremely difficult conversation on both ends. I'm just curious, too, if I know, like, life gets busy, you have so many things going on within your organization. If you had 15 minutes, which I'm sure if you have 15 minutes a day, <laughs> how have you found it to be able to get to know the people that work with you and your organization is growing so much. So how have you been able to really interact and get to know people within the organization and still maintain that fanatic culture? 
think it's important to remain accessible and be open to those non-work-related questions. You know, I think that in headquarters, um, which is where I spend a, a good chunk of my time primarily in that office location, um, if I'm at the coffee where the coffee is in, in our little <laughs> a kitchen area and you're accessible and you're willing to engage in um, open conversations that have nothing to do with work, then I think you're able to get to know people at a different level. So, um, you know, I can think about a few weeks back where someone was really excited, um, newly engaged, sharing information about her wedding plans and venues that she was looking at. And she happens to live in the city, as do I. Um, and so, you know, it was, an, it was a great conversation. So it was about her excitement and it was about, you know, learning more about her family and her desires for this wonderful event in her life. But it was also about learning about new spaces in the city and, and learning about new venues, um, which, which was exciting for me as a person who dwells in the city to, you know, hear about these places that I might not have otherwise heard about. So it was a really great conversation and it gave me insight into an employee's um, personal life. And, and it was a nice way to, to kind of take a break from that, that regular routine um, scheduled feeling that we sometimes can get trapped into at work. So allowing yourself the time to have that non-work related conversation and connect with people, I think is really important. I agree. And it's, Interesting, too, because when I work with clients, it's things we don't think about. So she told you kind of the date of her wedding. Maybe she's settling on a house or maybe something else is happening. Just putting a ticker or a reminder in her calendar to say, you know, congratulations. I heard you had a shower this weekend. And, and it's not just that one conversation. You're building and continuing to build that relationship with that person. That's right. Yeah, remembering those things. are And, and I think people are, are – um, they like it when they see people in a leadership position really take an interest. And, and I think it's important when, when we talk about humanizing our workplace, it's important, I think, for everyone to feel human, including people who are senior leaders or even our executive leadership. So we try to make sure that um, our employees can see that even, you know, the bank president or the CEO, like everybody's human. We all have a human side and we try to ensure that we get to see that side of everyone through different events and different um, opportunities. No, I think that's great. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, Janine. I learned so much, and I now I'm a true fanatic of Republic Bank. I think right. it's really cool what you're doing. <laughs> we always love to have more fanatics. <laughs> if our audience has any questions for you or the culture of Republic Bank, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? They should feel free to reach out to me by email. My email is jzangrilli, that would be J-Z-A-N-G-R-I-L-L-I at myrepublicbank.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Allison. Have a great rest of your day. You too. And to our audience, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask Janine or be featured in a future episode, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at NotOkay. That's okay. Until next time. Thanks again for listening. But did you know that you can leave me a voice message to answer any questions on an upcoming episode? Just go into the show notes and the link will be there at the bottom for you to send me that message. Have a great day.